I want you to notice the small moments in your day, in your week, that felt like positive moments. And you could find a strength in that. And try not to add the but. Oh, I did really well here in this parenting moment, but my kids were blah, 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 blah. No, find those positive parenting moments and they can stand on their own with no but. And then I want you to think about the truth of your abuser's narrative because we are going to separate their narrative of you from who you really are as a parent. And you are gonna start to own the who you really are as your sense of self as a parent and that identity. And we're separating the abuser's narrative. Welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process, are dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse, or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. One of the best weapons of an abusive partner is to shame you into believing that you are a horrible parent. Shame is really the bread and butter of an abusive and narcissistic person. And they are taking what you love and care about the most and causing harm. They're causing harm a ton of ways to you and your children. And yet this is one of the ways that their harm and abuse during the relationship will continue to cause harm even without them having to do anything in the future. Granted, most of them are still shaming you and telling you how horrible of a parent you are if you're co-parenting with them. But the effects of the shaming tactics that they have used in the past while you were together cause these really long-term effects on who you believe you are as a parent and how you're parenting your children and your children's experience of you. And so I thought it was something we need to bring into the light. It seems horrible and no one wants to look at this. No one wants to think about this. And yet we're going to do that today. So welcome if you are a new listener or you are someone who is with me every week. I appreciate you. I'm Sybil Cummins. This is the Rising Beyond podcast. And we are really looking into all of the things that are needed to heal as you have left your abusive partner. But then also, how do you mitigate and heal amidst post-separation abuse that just continues? And so that idea of how they have made you feel like you are the most horrible parent in the world is one of these tactics. So let's think about when you were living with your partner and your children, or maybe even before you had children, they did things and said things that created doubt about your ability to care for your children, to care for children while you were pregnant. 
So maybe they criticized while you were pregnant your weight and what that might be doing to the child or what you're eating or how much you're moving your body or all the things that you might be doing to harm your child while they're in utero. And are they still doing things to harm you? Like causing extreme trauma and anxiety, physically abusing you, sexually abusing you? Of course they are. But all of this is your fault in their world. At least they want you to believe that, right? So this starts so early, so early on. And then once your children are born, believe me, they are criticizing all the things you do or and, right, and or they are counterparenting even while you're together with them. So maybe you're trying to get them calmed down and ready for bed and they will get your kids all riled up and try and kind of team up with your kids against you about how mean mommy is because mommy's making them go to bed or something like that, right? So they are doing everything they can so that your children are are confused as to who to listen to, what they should listen to, right? They might just come in for the fun so that then you're the bad guy. There's a lot of ways they've done that when you were together, All of the gaslighting that they've done throughout your relationship, whether it's around parenting or not, is getting you to question your decisions, creating doubt about any of your decisions. Maybe they have big consequences. So they're doubting or questioning your decision to take your children for medical care, right? And maybe you're, you are, you know, exaggerating things and you're just wanting to get attention for yourself from the doctor. Maybe they say something like, you are Munchausen by proxy, right? That's one of the things that they may throw out there. And so they're doing all of these things to get you to be fearful to parent authentically. And guess what? The constant trauma that you're experiencing and the anxiety you're experiencing for everything to go right, just to have the kids listen be quiet when they need to be quiet. I said that with, you know, my air quotes, y'all can't see me. So that they behave well, so that they are there for the picture, the pretty family picture. All of that hypervigilance is causing you to not parent the way you want to parent. I'm sure of it. And so you are going to take on some of that shame as well. Why are you doing that? Because you're a good person and you love your kids more than anything. And it makes you feel sick that you are parenting them in a way that you don't want to parent them. And that causes shame. And you're carrying that with you now. So there's a lot of things that they do to cause this parenting shame and kind of may make you freeze as a parent, when you're trying to make decisions, thinking that you have no idea what's in the best interest of your kids. And again, this does not end once you've left. In fact, sometimes it gets worse. So now I want you to move away from your relationship with your partner or your ex-partner. And I want you to start to think about how experiences in your childhood in your family of origin, 
how those might also contribute to kind of the vulnerability of this parent shaming. Do you feel like you were criticized as a child? Were there unhealthy dynamics to where you had to pick up the skill, the trauma response of fawning or people-pleasing to make everything be okay in your family of origin? Were you shamed as a child? Did you feel unconditional love or did it feel like the love with your parents is transactional? So these dynamics and experiences within your family of origin also may have a role in who you believe you are as a parent, kind of in your identity as a parent and really recognizing these patterns from your childhood, from your family of origin are going to be really important to know, understand, recognize in breaking this pattern or this cycle and kind of redeveloping your sense of self and identity as a safe and protective parent. So did you have abusive relationships mirrored to you in your family of origin? And I hope you all know when I'm talking about this, I am not just talking about physical abuse. How did your parents treat each other? Was there a lot of criticism there? Was there coercive control within your parents' relationship with your relationship with your parents? These are all really important to recognize how you were treated as a child, how you were parented as a child, and how that affects how you parent today. And it might affect how you receive support from your parents. So knowing all of those things, knowing what your partner did to kind of help build that shame, maybe what your family of origin did to build that shame. And now let's look at how you can redefine your identity as a parent. I think first is defining who do you want to be as a parent, what do you want that role to be for your children? Do you want to be that safe place to fall? Do you want to have fun with your kids, right? What are the things that you would like to be as their parent? And so first, it's just defining like, what the heck do you want things to look like? And maybe you're not quite sure. And that's okay. Recognizing that, building your self-awareness of what that is, what that could be, is your first step. Next step is identifying your strengths, your current strengths as a parent. Now, I know that this is really difficult. If you have been told over and over, by your ex-partner, by the system, maybe by your family and friends about how shitty of a parent you are, it's really hard to identify the strengths that you have as a parent. In fact, people might tell you that you're an amazing parent and you smile and nod and you don't believe a thing because you truly believe that you are horrible as a parent. And I promise you, you are not. Everyone has some strengths, even if you don't see them. So I want you to start to identify small positive moments, small parenting moments 
that you think went kind of well, especially if you are not able to say, I will stand up for my children at all costs. I am this type of parent and you don't see your strengths yet. I want you to notice the small moments in your day, in your week, that felt like positive moments. And you could find a strength in that. And try not to add the but, right? Oh, I did really well here in this parenting moment, but my kids were blah, 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 blah. No. Find those positive parenting moments and they can stand on their own with no but. And then I want you to think about the truth of your abuser's narrative because we are going to separate their narrative of you from who you really are as a parent. And you are going to start to own the who you really are as your sense of self as a parent and that identity. And we're separating the abuser's narrative. Yeah, you're an anxious hot mess as a parent when you live together with your partner. But now that you don't, you're noticing moments of calm, moments of connection, moments of safety. You're noticing your your child coming to you with their concerns or questions. They're allowed to emote when you're there, but you know they didn't when their their other parent, your ex-partner was there. So starting to separate. If you were a horrible parent, would they feel connected to you? Not really. If you were not safe, would they ask you difficult questions? Nope. Right? So we're going to find evidence that your abuser's narrative of you as a parent is incorrect. And as you do this, you are going to start to build confidence as a parent. You're going to start to see these small moments add up to full days, to larger moments. And are you going to have hot mess moments as a parent? Yes, we all do. Have I been the crazy parent lecturing my children in the car? Oh my gosh, yes, I am. Have I turned into an eight-year-old when I'm arguing with my eight-year-old? Sure do. Yep, do it all the time. And I still know I'm a great parent and how much I care for my children and what I want for them. And so, yes, we're noticing the moments that we still might be embarrassed about and we can see the larger picture. So I want you to be able to see the larger picture. So it's okay to notice like, wow, totally botched that. And yet they're still coming to you with the next tough question. Huh. That must mean that you have enough connection with your child that that one lecture in the car didn't really have a huge effect on them, right? They were mad at you in the moment and they stopped listening five minutes ago but they still feel connected and supported by you. So if you're listening to me and you are just feeling shame right now, or you're feeling like this is not even doable, I want you to find ways to seek support. So this might be from a therapist, if you feel like you need that level of support, or a parent coach. It could be within support groups. It could be with trusted, safe friends or family. So there's a lot of ways, but sometimes we need it mirrored back to us when we do not feel positive or confident at all. 
So if you're in my therapy office and you're telling me a parent moment and I can see a strength in it and I share that with you, you might not initially fully believe it. But as we have more of those and as you learn to trust me that I'm not going to blow smoke and I am going to notice your strengths and I'm going to notice your areas of improvement, that consistency of having someone mirror your amazingness back to you will build you confidence and will allow you to separate your narrative about who you are as a parent from your abusers. And so this is possible. And I think it's worth it. I think as you heal from this abuse, even if you're dealing with post-separation abuse, one of the most important things that you can do is be a confident parent and know that this abusive person cannot take that away from you. When you are in that place, healing is possible. Building your child's resilience is possible. You will be brave enough to try something new with your kids. You will be brave enough to stand up for your kids. And so this is super duper important. And I know because I get emails from you all the time about what you need from me as support. And this is a pretty consistent ask from those of you listening. So I hope this was helpful. If you need support... I created that for you. Reach out to me, info at risingbeyondpc.com or click on the links in the show notes to learn more about the Rising Beyond community because the support in that space from the Rising Beyond team and the other survivors is amazing. And I know that you will start to feel more confident when you are with safe, amazing people that get it and want to see you succeed. So I hope this, again, was helpful, and I will catch you on the next episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you found hope and support through this podcast, there are a few things you can do to help us continue to provide meaningful and value-packed episodes. First, you can follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're willing, while you're there, you can give us a rating and review, which will help other survivors find us so we can offer them this help as well. And if you have the means and desire to do so, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee link and help provide a small financial contribution to the show. This allows us to spend more time and energy finding the best guests and providing the most value to you. And if you wanna work with me and the Rising Beyond community, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com for details.